Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Coming up, an Aussie TV news presenter finds himself caught up in a serious court case. Exclusive, a new TV show looks to positive news and a very big franchise is set for a major shake-up. Welcome to the podcast where people in the industry get their news. This is TV Black Box. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is TV Black Box. Bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Hello there, I'm Rob McKnight and a very warm welcome to TV Black Box where there are no arguments and everybody gets along. Ah. Hello, Mark, the TV viewers advocate. <laughs> uh, good evening, Robert. Uh, I'd like to start by acknowledging that I'm recording on the land of the dark and junk people. It's great to be back. And goodness gracious me, there is, even though we are still a week out from ratings, so much is happening. So much is happening, a lot to talk about. Abby Mickelson is a contributor to the TV Black Box website. Hello, Abby. Hello, Rob. Thank you for having me. And I am joining you tonight from the land of the Gadigal people. So also want to acknowledge them. I didn't ask. Uh, Robbo. Too bad. <laughs> Jesus. This is why you should script the intros, Rob. <laughs> TV presenter Robbo is with us. Hello, Robbo. Thank you so much for calling me that. And uh, good morning to everyone or good evening. I don't know. I don't know where I am, but I just love morning television. More about that later. Mm. Sorry, I decided to tickle my own fancy then. Uh, All right. Look, guys, it's been a week since the networks launched their big news shows for 2023. No surprises. Married at First Sight is dominating. But, of course, the big battle is for second place. We saw Australian Survivor on 10 beat Australian Idol and then Australian Idol take over and beat uh, Australian Survivor. But, Mulk, it really is close, isn't it? Yeah, that that battle for second and third is going to be what is filling column inches for the next while, Uh, not least of which is because so many people have been, you know, pillaring 10 and say that they can't compete and then they deliver. What Mm -hmm. is, I think, the best series of Australian Survivor, and it's doing great business for them, not merit at first sight, but it's doing good business. It's keeping them competitive and to have them like absolutely like within 5,000 viewers neck and neck beating Idol, losing to Idol on seven, that kind of thing. I mean, that's a really good sign that there's some healthy competition still within our commercial networks. Well, anyone just has to play last week and know that I did not call that. I picked maths as a clear winner, but I did have Australian Idol in the 600s, and that has Mm. not borne fruit. It is a tight battle between 10 and 7 for second place, and congratulations to 10. And uh, an honourable mention, Robbo, to Taskmaster, which... 
I know a few people have said it didn't launch that well, but I figured it was up against maths. It was third in the slot behind yeah. the 7.30 report. I think we're going to see some growth in this show. It's offering a real alternative. It really is. But isn't this a great week for Australian television? There is, uh, you know, diversity. There's lots to choose from. If you don't like Idol, you've got Survivor. If you don't like Survivor, you've got Maths. You've also got Taskmaster. This is a really uh, great moment for Aussie TV because sometimes we're used to seeing changing rooms on one channel, the block on one channel uh, and, uh, you know, the house on another channel. Yes, I know that they were all wrong channels <laughs> right in at your peril because I will cut you. <laughs> but that was an example <laughs> of what I was trying to say um, is that they're all the same <laughs> shows. This is fantastic. This is diversity. This is great. Different programming. Um, I've got to say I have dipped my end in to maths and that's the correct mm. uh the correct well, description heard of that, that um, for the first time mm. ever i am absolutely hooked i can't stand survivor australian idol ho-hum been there done that you know um, <laughs> but this maths though is fantastic but there is programming right so for yeah. every kind of person for every kind of demographic there's something to watch which is great from the networks well done and if i can jump in robo that's just a commercial network. So we're seeing great sort of alternate programming, of course, on the ABC and, and SBS as well, with ABC's Monday Night Current Affairs lineup with Q&A back in the yep. 9.35 slot. So that's a big Very night true. there. And if I can just quickly throw it back to you, Rob, I think that Thursdays are only going to get better for 10 when in a couple of weeks' time, season 17 of Gogglebox yes. slides into 8.30 yep. after Taskmaster, which should absolutely – I mean, I would expect Taskmaster to grow – that will only assist it. Yeah, I agree with that. Abby, just before we came on air, you were saying that one of the biggest issues you're having is you're already falling behind Married at First Sight. This is the problem I have with every episode of these reality shows going so long. That is why I really appreciated Taskmaster being an hour. Mm. And I, I watched it. I loved it. I'm ready for more. But, oh, my God, we stretch out our reality TV shows. It is oh. too much. It is. I... I'm already two episodes behind maths. I've only seen the first oh. episode of Survivor and I haven't even started Australian Idol. And I said last week, these are the three shows that I was most excited for this year and I really want to watch all of them. I just don't have the time to, especially when yeah. they're all on at the same time. And the episodes, like, some of them go for almost two hours. It's, it's yeah. way too much. I, like... I miss the days of, like, an hour television with ads, so 40 minutes without ads, and you could just watch them back-to-back, back and it was fine. I agree with this. I would not watch maths uh, on free-to-wear television. I watch it, obviously, on Nine now, but we are talking. It's, it's an hour and eight, um, and, and they mm, only put plus. in two or three uh, commercials in those ad breaks. I cannot imagine... I, I, I just wouldn't do it. It is outrageous to drag that out. They're too long. They're fantastic as they are. Mm. They're just bloody too long. You know, this is and a thing where size doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Entertainer Rhonda Birchmore has been granted an IVO against a man she claims is dangerous. Cody Mulcahy also claims he was married to Nine News Melbourne presenter Peter Hitchener, claiming the popular newsreader failed to pay any maintenance after their supposed divorce. According to the Daily Mail, Mulcahy failed to front court on stalking and assault charges. Channel 9 insiders say that Mulcahy's repeated claims about Hitchener are completely false, saying they're a figment of his imagination. Now, Robbo, this is the serious side of fame, isn't it? There, there, there is a downside. 
Of course there is. So uh, especially in the age of social media, uh, celebrities are closer than they ever have been. If you remember, the closest you could get to, say, someone like Ray Martin or Jan Event was through the Channel 9 switchboard or through writing to Willoughby. Uh, now they're much, much closer. Uh, and in the same way, we can see uh, various people kind of taking advantage of that. Um, I think there are no winners in this situation. I would like to think that... Um, if you do this constantly, then maybe, and I'm not talking about anyone specifically, but in general, um, if, if, if this is how you feel your time, maybe it's uh, an opportunity to get a little bit of help um, in, in that respect because you are dealing with people's lives. Peter Hitchener, a, a wonderful broadcaster. A, One a of the nicest man. guys you could ever meet. Mm. Exactly. Love Hitch. Lovely, lovely man. Um, but at the same time, he's a real person. So this kind of stuff hurts. This stuff has consequences uh, when yeah. you're doing this. And, and the, the, the gentleman we're talking about, and I know it's before the courts, but uh, he has form in this situation and it's, mm. it's not fair. Um, these are real people uh, who are doing a great job, who are loved and trusted by so many. Uh, and, and I think I just hope that anyone involved in this kind of thing uh, is able to get the support and help that they, that they might need. Yeah, absolutely. All right, after 15 years at Network 10, Dr Chris Brown is returning to where it all started at 7. It was announced last week that after the ninth season of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, the vet-turned-presenter will return to the network where he got his start on Harry's practice over 20 years ago. Dr Chris Brown rose to stardom at Network 10 on Bondi Vet and was much loved for his hosting roles on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, The Living Room, The Doghouse Australia and a regular guest spot on the project. In a statement, Brown said, I can't wait to sink my teeth into some exciting new projects in the second half of the year and beyond with Seven. Co-host of The Living Room, Amanda Keller, spoke about the departure on her radio show with Jonesy. Well, this is what happens. You know, The Living Room was... Um rested for this year and as i said at the time this is the risk that you take as a network sure. none of us are on contracts they, they haven't rested the show but retained us on contracts so as chris said i'm working one month a year on television he still obviously works as a vet yeah he has a lot of he's got new dog shampoos out that are fabulous but he's got ideas That's for his own thing. he's got his ideas for his own show uh, programs and oh. stuff like that and uh, channel seven have said come and do it over here and all power to him <laughs> And on the future of the living room, here's what a very angry Keller had to say. So, yeah, that's that's interesting news because what that means, obviously, well, the living room isn't going to be on TV this year anyway. That's sad. That's sad. I'm it really sad. sad about that. Yeah, and, well, this is, this is... But we had 11 years of a great show mm. and we're not going to be on air this year anyway. So why would Chris not jump somewhere where he's offered a variety of work for a year? <laughs> Chris Brown starts his new contract on July 1st this year. So there's a couple of questions that come here, Mulk. Uh, the future yes. of a couple of shows. Do you think this will determine the future of I'm a Celebrity and The Living Room? Certainly The Living Room and, oh, and very likely. Be dead. Like, it is. Well, the fact that it's not back now, that their air quotes resting it, mm. who, who rests the show that seems to be doing all right for them on, you know, whatever the time Well, it wasn't is. doing all right. Can we just be very clear on that? They changed the format of the show and the audiences went away. The show was a vibrant they, show was the... when it mm. was in a live studio audience 
and it mm. had a fun and it had Buzz. an interactivity. Yeah. They beiged it out by taking it to this inner city apartment, which goes against the grain of who watches TV. Whose it decision was, was that, though? Well, Network 10. Was that because of COVID, though? No, I don't. No, I haven't watched no, it no, since no, they no, changed no, no, it. No, 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 no. Post-COVID. Let's not give them that out because it absolutely wasn't COVID. It was a right. decision made when they split up with WTFN and then they decided to, remember, they go it alone pushed the production company out. They yeah. decided right. to go down another path and it didn't work. And, and mm. there was talk that it would go back to a studio environment, yeah. but instead it got rested. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a it's a difficult one. I, I would say that really the success of I'm a Celebrity leans into the hosts in Chris Brown and, and Julia Morris and the, their interplay and the way that they hold it together. So I would expect that that show won't return either. Joining a long list of shows across the networks that aren't returning, but this I'm not specifically, with you there, of course. Why so? I I think the hosts play a key part. I think but it is do. not host dependent. You either like that show for seeing the celebrities, no, no. or yep. No, no. One Sorry, Robert. You don't think the, it was built around one them? of the hosts you tune in for. The other mm. one you might look at if you were visiting your grandmother and you would go, "What's the shade of that wall? Jesus, that's beige, isn't it? <laughs> oh. Where with it? No, no absolutely. Give me my opinion. You've asked for it. That's what we're here for. I won't. I won't. I, I asked Mark again. actually. No, no, no. I think that you tune in for Julia Morris because she is something else, and I adore her, and mm-hmm. I think she's great. Mm. I think that Julia Morris could make. Um, a beige wall look good, and she has been doing that for uh, many seasons of I'm a Celebrity. I don't think he's a great uh, talent. I believe that it's Julia Morris, so you can put someone with her who's an absolute bloody cracker, and it wouldn't you'd never know the difference. I think Dr. Chris mm. Brown has no comedic value, has no timing, uh, can can kind of read an audio cue. It's Julia Morris for that show. I'm going to cross now live to Abby because Abby's agreeing with me, so I want to hear from her. Go, Abby. Completely agree. I think watching them together, it is a good dynamic. But then when you break it down, that's because of 80% Julia, 20% Chris. Don't underestimate, don't underestimate what the straight man does in any comedic he's, he's relationship. He's not straight. He's, no, no. I underestimate. Yeah, no. But anyway, I actually think he's a talent. Mog, let's come back to you. You haven't got to finish your point. I just thought that you could, you could put Julia with another person. I don't think it means the end of I'm a Celebrity because of Dr. Chris Brown leaving. I do want it on the record. I actually think he's a talent, though. Yeah, I, I think we've got evidence in the modern era of how well shows perform once they change the main hosting lineups, and the answer is not great. Um, so I think yeah, that's why that's, it's, it's that's probably fair. cooked in, in that regard. I, I, I will try and hose down some of this hate on, uh, you know, my genetically engineered brother. I, I um, just don't I mean, know <laughs> where it's coming from. I don't hate him. I just I think he's average. Did he get something you were chasing? Our mother, I mean, we're the original Schwarzenegger DeVito couple here. And, and quite frankly, I won't hear a word of it. He do, he's not that bad at Danny no, DeVito. No, no, no. This is what I'll say to you. He's a nice guy who you can give key messages to and he could he could mm. uh, repeat them and do it well and sound well. If you're going to ask him... He has him, a lot of followers. But People if you like ask him. him to do anything that's a little bit different or have a little bit of spice or a bit of sugar or anything that's vaguely a different colour than his last name then you're not going to get it. And we've never, ever got it. Uh, on the living room, he is supported by people 
who have more of a personality. He's pretty, mm. he's lovely, he can take his shirt off, he can do all of that. But don't you want in this day and age for something to cut through? Because when you have the people like, great to see you, oh, warm cup of coffee. I can't start my morning without a cup of coffee. Fantastic, me too. <laughs> and if teams that's all mix. you get, then that doesn't work. Sorry, get, on a show Sorry, like Robbie. I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, Robbo, you've got to have someone who is the bigger talent or the bigger comedic person and the foil to the other person. And Julia is that bigger personality. So that's why the casting of those two sits well. But then is he not easy to replace? Like, 100%. I understand what you're saying about that dynamic, but... Yeah, well, I, I said at the outset the show could go on. Mog, mm. I feel like we've gone way off topic here. What were you sure. saying? <laughs> what you I, say? I think we underestimate the pairing and how much effort that they both put into hosting I'm a Celebrity. Um, I, I've been a fan of that series since it was launched and have absolutely enjoyed, look, to be frank, Chris trying some things that Julia, Julia obviously would do better or has done better because she has that comedic background. However, that in part has been the comedy because they get him to play, mm. you know, against type or to attempt things that aren't exactly his strength yeah. because they're trying for the comedic approach generically in that situation. Uh, I think that uh, it would be difficult to recast him and have I'm a Celebrity see the success that it's had. Oh, well, you we shall are see. on your own with that. All right, I've got an interesting one here, guys, from TV Blackbox's own Kevin Perry. Now... Ooh. He put a story up on the TV Black Box website about a show rumoured to be to have been piloted. But this one, according to Kevin, comes at a time when it feels like our news bulletins are being dominated by one disaster after another. One commercial Australian television network is apparently currently developing a pilot format format designed to put a smile back on your face. The new series, which is being developed under the working title of The Uplift, is set to put the focus on feel-good and inspiring moments taken from around the world. Mm. Abby, this mm. one's got stinker written all over it. Oh, God. <sighs> I know. I, I want, can smell like... the poo from here. Okay. I I agree it will not work. I would like it to work. Oh, my God. When you've got Mrs Positivity agreeing with that. No, no, no. <laughs> I would wow. like it to work because I actually can't watch the news anymore. I find it all too depressing. Yeah. I can't do it. And I really like hearing positive news stories. I follow a few, like, social media accounts that that is their whole thing. Um, but in saying that, I, yeah, I don't think it'll work as much as I wish it would. If you don't want to watch news, you're not watching news. You yeah. don't need a show called The Uplift, which brings you positive news stories. They tried this in America, I want to say, mm. 20, 30 years ago, mm. and it tanked. The fact is people might say, oh, even in research groups, they might say it would be good if we just had good news. We just want nothing but good news. Bullshit. And yeah. yet, over COVID, John Krasinski proved with his own YouTube mm. channel that people wanted to tune in and get only good news. Admittedly, in an entertaining way, it wasn't just here he is, you know, saying here's there's good stuff going on. It was so. Tell know, me about that. What the, is that? It, it, it was called, uh, was it Some Good News? I think it was. Um, John Krasinski, former host of The Office, uh, sorry, star of The Office and now host of the Jack Ryan series on Prime Video, director in his own right, um, came up with this idea, admittedly, probably in response to the fact that we're in a global pandemic, uh, and started just broadcasting from his office, his study at home, 
a whole bunch of a half hour show of just good news stories and it did start to develop as you know he became uh, uh, you know able to wrangle zoom like everybody else there were live crosses and conversations and then people started to contribute their own approaches and their own stories as they popped up so it was just good news and it was a heap of fun now admittedly it was targeted at a global audience with a budget of about mm, 10 bucks um it also had a major star hosting it that helped how that Oh, yeah. How that plays out in in this commercial context, I think the idea has legs, though I suspect that what will happen is it probably won't get past the development stage like every late night channel uh, uh, panel chat show that every network has talked about for the last five years. Yeah, I think that worked for a number of reasons. Like you said, John Krasinski is a massive draw card. People who are fans of him will watch anything that he does. I also think something like that works better on something like YouTube and social Mm -hmm. media. I don't think that's going to translate to mainstream television. Um, They're two very, very different audiences. Because because that's go there when you feel like a hit, not specifically tune in. That's on-demand available. There, There is a difference. Well, we also are moving far more rapidly into a realm where, um, you know, BVOD and catch-up are being dominated, you know, or adding significant numbers to programming. And while I acknowledge that YouTube is only that sort of situation, we're seeing, as to quickly sort of loop back, things like Merit at First Sight, Australian Idol and Australian Survivor are all down on their overnight ratings but the BVOD figures are boosting them back up sure. to you know, better than what they were getting last year, two years ago. Uh, Ten have been pioneers before, as we know, uh, throughout the decades where they've you know made a real difference to programming. I think that this could be a segment in your... You've got 90 minutes of Ten Eyewitness News. Why can't you promo that as being something in the bulletin? So we, well, obviously Even we're going to Even the 6 to, to do, 6.30 slot, that's right? That's right. So there, there's got to be 15 minutes we can have... Uh, you know, two nice features or three nice features, you know, your ad mm. break and whatever, and then you're coming back for sport and weather. Um, there's got to be, we've always talked about the kicker uh, in news where you do your, you know, your three your three mm. shots in, in um, yes. morning TV news. Uh, you do three shots, your sport, your weather, and then look at this beautiful dolphin who has, you know, um, kicked a ball through a soccer, I don't know, sport, but you know what I mean, some kind of animal doing something. But I think that's where they need to do it and they can brand it and mm. make it 10 witness news. We give you all the news and whatever and then you know what, we're going to give you some nice happy news and then we'll do sport and weather next. I think that's what they should do. And I think I think Kevin had mentioned, Robbo, that um, the project have been doing similar segments like that. So it, as a segment, it's got some legs. Coming up, new details about the Netflix password sharing ban. A very big franchise is set for a major shake-up and we'll find out what everyone's been watching when we head into the binge box. <laughs> Well, after backlash and threats of boycotting, Netflix have claimed the much-talked-about password-sharing crackdown was posted by mistake. The new rules meant that any number of profiles under one shared account had to log in using using the owner's Wi-Fi network once a month 
to remain active. Alternatively, a new and pricier shared account tier would also be rolled out. But it appears this information all appeared on a Help Centre article that Netflix now claims was only intended for Chile, Costa Rica and Peru. However, plans to crack down on password sharing are in the works worldwide, as confirmed by co-CEO of Netflix, Greg Peters, last month. Robbo, do you think if Netflix does roll this out worldwide, do you think it's a mistake by Netflix? I think that in in regards to the streaming wars where there are so many people, you know, in the trenches, I think that if you're able to get... uh, So if you've got someone who borrows your password and you watch a show and you think the crown bloody hell, that's a cracker. I'm going to go home and possibly, um, you know, sign up for it. I think if you start to restrict your audience in any way, uh, that starts to become a problem. Obviously, they need to crack down on um, what I like to call financial leakage. Uh, and uh, that, how do you feel? I feel weird about saying leakage. But uh, but yes, I think that I think this is probably not the best thought out thing because you want to see your content out and about as much as possible um you know you know it's illegal right you know it's actually illegal to use someone else's password it's a copyright violation hey 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 hey, hey. do you see me wearing a pirate patch do i look like a pirate you wouldn't download a car would you i wouldn't steal a bus Hey, but then why do they have the option to have multiple profiles if it's illegal? No, it's not illegal <gasps> to have multiple profiles. And the enforcement of the copyright violation comes down to the actual streamer. So it's only up to them whether they decide to enforce it. But technically, it is illegal for someone to share a password. But, look, I'm guessing, Abby, that they either turn a blind eye to the fact you're doing it within your own household or that it is legal within the one house, like when you have a DVD, you're Mm. not copying it for people to watch it. Um, So I think it's a mistake too, Robbo. I understand the financial leakage that you point out, but uh, they're after more money. They, They want to rein in that money, Abby. I think it's a massive mistake, especially when Netflix is no longer the sole streaming service. So Netflix yeah. used to be the one. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. now making a decision between a million different streamers. If you're mm. going to make it harder for people to access your content, they're not going to choose you. Mm. Good point. They are still the biggest in the world, though. That's the catch, right? So they do get to set some standards around how this stuff functions. And I appreciate, at least from their perspective, that they're wanting to generate greater income for their shareholders because that's their remit. Mm. All right, look, guys, this story's been around for a little while, but I want to touch it for a reason, because Rick and Morty will soon sound a little different as voice actor and co-creator Justin Roiland has been removed from the show. Adult Swim, the programming block which airs Rick and Morty, have announced they have severed ties with the comedian after charges of felony domestic violence and leaks of inappropriate texts with minors. In a statement on social media, they said Adult Swim has ended its association with Justin Roiland. Rick and Morty will continue. The talented and dedicated crew are hard at work on season seven. Abby, can a show continue without its main character voices and one of its showrunners? I think it can. I think it's easier to replace a voice actor. And I I understand he has more involvement than just being a voice actor, but it's easier to replace a voice actor than it is to replace, say, a, like, regular screen actor. Um, People can do imitation voices very, very easily. Um, One of the other co-creators is still there. I don't think everyone should be punished because of one person's actions and... 
Um, they're only halfway through their ordered production anyway, so yeah. I don't think they really had a choice. It's by far their most successful show on Adult Swim. Um, I'm sure there'll be complaints. There will always be people saying it's not the same as before and whether that's true or not is one thing. Um, but I think oh, I think they can do it without it being too much of a noticeable Where shift. do we draw the line? I mean, the guy still has to face court, but it's, I don't know how to say it, not looking good. Um, <laughs> but House of Cards, they did this whole sure. thing where they got rid of Kevin Spacey, who had not gone through the court system. But they went, no, nah, we're getting rid of you. And they went, oh, we're going to empower. It's all going to be about the female character. And there's a reason that lasted only one more season because nobody watched. So when do we accept that if you're going to, for your own ethical reasons, make a decision like this, you might as well shut down the show because when you take a key creative force out of something... It's never the same. The only show that I can think of that has managed to do okay is The Connors after they fired Roseanne. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will quickly jump in just with another example, season six and seven of Gilmore Girls after Amy Sherman Palladino left. Yes, wasn't it wasn't great. loved. It was great. It wasn't loved by everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't completely fall apart. I, I've got to be honest, I feel like it did. No, we've no, we've had this conversation before. You didn't even know that there had been any change to the creation <laughs> until like, <laughs> no, no, I didn't know that there had been all this stuff, but I felt those later seasons were not as good as the originals. Well, anyway, it's it's just I well, don't, sorry I don't think to everybody... disprove your point. Well, no, <laughs> often that we can be the diminishing return. We had a different conversation. Anyway, my point being is that I think you owe it to everyone else on the creative team to try because or else everyone is punished for one person, and I don't think that's fair. There's a few moving parts in this. I mean, first of all, you know, when you get to season eight and nine of a show, unless the writing is doing some incredible things and the cast are, you know, the the, the series has really embedded itself it's always going to be on a decline at that point, particularly from a scripted drama or a scripted comedy's point of view. In this case, uh, independent of uh, the charges around Royland and those sorts of things, Adult Swim made the decision. Absolutely, I would say it's linked to a financial one because, as Abby rightly said, they're in the middle of like a 15-season call. So for them to say, well, we're pulling up stumps, they get to pay Netflix back a lot of money. Uh, And they wouldn't want to do that. I think that you're right, Abby, that yeah, particularly in an animated situation, they can adapt and change and find the sound alikes or whatever. Uh, and also we acknowledge that when it comes to particularly American scripted shows like that, it's never just one writer. It is a writing team. I appreciate that uh, he absolutely has been a creative force behind Rick and Morty, not the only one. Dan Harmon was a big part, is a big part of that team. And certainly Royland has had, uh, and this for me is a bigger issue, Royland has had his um, attention distracted into a, a, at least two other animated series that he's been showrunning and created at the same time at the same time. So Solar Opposites would have to be just about dead because he's been the the, the, the creative force behind making that go. Um, Rick and Morty will continue on for some time, yet it is unfortunate. I think it's horrible the things that he's alleged to have done and it will be a difficult situation oh, for him when it does get to court. If he's found guilty, throw the book. Mate, he's in, he's in serious trouble. Uh, and I think that it is right for Adult Swim to make the decision because, again, they are a corporate entity that don't have to deal with the court of public opinion. They just get to deal with their own court. Yeah. The, the one thing I would say, it's 
interesting when it comes to the creative force of a show. Uh, I hark back to Dawson's Creek. Um, the original sure. creator was Kevin... Williamson. Oh, Williamson. Thank you, Robert. I don't want to wait. Now, exactly. Now, when he left the show, mm. for whatever reasons, I think it was the next season they had um, it was all Joey end up with... Percy, was that his name? Pacey. Pacey. <laughs> Keep up, mate. It's been Come a on, while. this is my. And I'm getting old. This is my young adult life. And it here. went against everything that the show had set up, right? So that in, if Kevin Williamson had been there, that storyline could never have happened. It wasn't true to the characters. It wasn't true to the audience. And so, when if you are going to get rid of the creative force. It is not a wise decision to go against the rules they have put in place. Even if even if you want them out for whatever reasons, I think you still need to be respectful to the audience to understand why the show works. Yeah, I think that's a that's a decision however of the production ex- the, the executive producers that remain to allow perhaps the new showrunner to work against what would be the show bible. And and which we have you heaps of evidence shit. Well, we have heaps of evidence that shows that if they go against what the original vision was, that it can easily, far more easily fall apart when you introduce someone new to to break rules and do Uh. the things that we said that we wouldn't do. The challenge also is that scripted comedy such as Rick and Morty is very different to scripted drama. I've got a shocking story for you Mm. here. You will be shocked. The Herald Sun's Fiona Fiona Byrne has revealed food icon Nigella Lawson will not return for the second season of My Kitchen Rules. (gasps) Knock me over with a feather. (laughs) I mean, great get. Great get. Somebody check on Robert. But, I mean, that was... She was barely in the last one. She was there for six minutes. That was the biggest... PR piece of bullshit that we were force-fed when we were told Mm. she was co-hosting My Kitchen Rules. Ugh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, This is the woman (laughs) that gave us the iconic microwave. (laughs) Microwave. Oh, no, she's great, and it was a good get from Seven. They just should have ponied up an extra bit of money. Just going to lick my luscious lips. Did you get what I meant then before? Is my microwave? Yeah. Microwave. We all know the gag. Mm. We're with it. Um, That made me feel something, but I'm not sure if I liked it or not. Robbo, dear listener, Robbo had this moment where he thought he was educating us on something we knew nothing about. No, I knew Abby knew about it, but I wasn't sure that you knew about it, to be honest. Pop it in the microwave. Congratulations to Fiona Byrne on what was a great get of a story that ultimately underlines that Nigella's involvement in the previous season was complete nothingness. Yes. All right. Let's open the binge box and find out what everyone's been watching because, Robbo, have you watched any TV this week? Can I say, um, I, it's a terrific little show. I love this show um, and it, it is just brilliant. You can't start or end your weekend without it. It's weekend today. It is such a brilliant program. <laughs> Which day I in particular, Robert? Look, I love it at, uh, on Saturdays at, uh, at uh, 9.10 Sydney time. Uh, no, no, it's wow. a Hang cracker on. of a show. You said Saturdays. Is that every week now? No, 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 not no. yet. 
Got a bit excited. Not yet. Not yet. Um, no, no, I'm just joking. But I think that Weekend Today is an absolute cracker of a show. It's always been my favourite show. Um, I, I've never liked any other morning show in the history of Australian television. Uh, this is the show that is it's the not what you best. said when you were on Studio 10 or I don't when know you were you, on Sunrise. I don't, know, I, I, I don't know any of those shows. And totally wild. You're talking mm. about. I don't understand. But Weekend Today, what an absolute bloody cracker. And uh, well done to the Night Network for programming such a brilliant show. Absolutely adore it. Uh, the other show that I'm loving at the moment is uh, House. Now, I'm obviously mm. 20 years late to this show, but it is Love such House. an easy show to watch. So, so good. I'd seen clips on TikTok and I was thinking, this is, I, I want to watch these. And so I watched and I just yes. slammed out like, three episodes in a night i'm like love this show wonderful and yeah. also um i've uh broken my broken my virginity i don't, I don't know how it works uh but i've, I've watched maths for the first time ever mm. and just hooked um mm. it is weird though it does go too long that's that's a fact we talked about that earlier in the program it goes way too long it doesn't need to 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 do that i am though getting a little bit tired of um the weddings now. I want to see what we know and love from the. Oh my god! Are they still doing maths. the weddings? Yeah. So I'm kind of. Oh, you have to establish it, yeah, but, but two weddings per episode, like two weddings per two-hour episode, is not. Like, no, it's too long. That's yeah, not too long. Long. That's but, yeah. but I want to. Yeah. Let's get to where you throw a wine on someone or where you glass yeah, someone yeah. or. Oh, we are there. Yeah. T- time of recording tonight. Oh, okay, Yay. so I'm still two episodes behind because, every, as we said, each episode goes for four days. Um, they're, they're my three shows. Um, weekend today, yeah, you, you um, did 7 a.m. till 10 a.m., uh, the Nine Network right around Australia. All right. Uh, this week I watched Poker Face on Stan. What a cracker of a show. Is that Not the Russell, Russell Crowe oh. thing. Yeah. No. Oh. The Natasha Leone Ryan Johnson one. Correct. Oh, I love her. Yeah. This is really, really good. She has a power mm-hmm. where she can tell if someone's lying or not. It's just an instinct. Um, it's a gift she has. She's never wrong. Yes. She knows if someone's mm. lying or not. And this starts one chain of events that leads to another chain of events. Seriously, this is a really good show. You don't know where it's going and it's a lot of fun. Um, she's great and I just really, really love it. No. You know, Rob, if you'd listened to the TV Binge Box podcast, you would have learned about it three weeks ago. <laughs> well, to be honest, I waited until Stan um, sponsored my entertainment segment on 4BC and I went, oh, I might oh, have a look wow. at that. <laughs> <laughs> now the truth comes out. Mick Rawabe, no, here we go. Man of the people. Yeah. <laughs> Is that Brisbane's only commercial talk radio station? Yes, it is indeed. Uh, number one talk radio <laughs> station, thank you. Um, all right. Well, if it's the only one. I- I'm yeah. torn between the next one because I keep loving to plug Taskmaster Australia because I think they've done a great yes. job with that, but we've talked about that enough. The other one I want to talk about is that 90s show on Netflix, which oh. has been renewed for a second season. I've only watched a couple of episodes so far. It- it's It's not great. But as an understatement, I sort of like it mm. in a weird way because it, there's a nostalgia value for me. Weirdly, mm. it's that 90s show, but it gives me nostalgia value for that 70s show. And because we keep yep. seeing characters from that 70s show in this show, I'm liking it. I think the cast of kids is weak. I think they're a little ill defined. There's funny. The writing is weak. The writing is very weak. I think there are great. Moments. There are moments, mm. and 
I'm hoping that they get a little bit more of a budget for the second season to really turn it into something. But at the mm. moment, it's a little bit of a mess. Mm, Rob, and, and if you'd listen to the TV Bench Box uh, <laughs> podcast a couple of weeks ago, I could have warned you away from watching that 90s show. It is horrendous. Uh, and the only thing that might salvage some form or semblance of dignity for the series is that, yes, it has been renewed for season two. However, with the impending directors, writers and Screen Actors Guild strikes uh, almost upon America, it could become season two A and season two B. That's all right, right. Mike, you just tell us that in the TV binge box. Don't tell us here. Oh, uh, Abby, oh, what is the TV binge box? <laughs> no, Rob's hoping for um, that 60s show where he grew up, so it'll be oh. a nice little walk down memory and, lane. In Rob's mind, he's living in that 50s show. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey I, am, I am 50 this year. Yeah, God damn mm. it. God damn it. Aren't God we all? damn it. <laughs> Um, I have been watching a lot of maths as well, so that was one of mine. Um, I'm a little hesitant this year to get too attached to any of the couples because I feel very burned hmm. by Olivia and Jackson hmm. last year. I feel like mm. in the first couple of episodes they were like the heroes, they were the good guys, and then it all fell apart. Fell so apart. I am trying not to get too invested in anyone because I was hurt. Um <laughs> I was. So I've yep. also been watching Siesta Key, which is oh, the trashiest ah. reality. It's like it's a reality show, but it's like a reality mockumentary style show, like similar mm. to how like The Hills and Laguna Beach and things like that. But I have not just been watching it in its normal form. I've been watching it on YouTube, narr- not narrated, but reacted to by Whitney Port, who used to be on The Hills, and her husband, Timmy, who was a producer on The City. So you're watching this reality show. They do the entire episode. It's kind of like Gogglebox, but not edited. Like, they just do the whole episode start to finish. You're watching this reality show with commentary by someone who was on a very similar reality show and someone who produced a very similar reality show. So the two of them provide a lot of really just interesting, when things happen, Timmy will be like, oh, this is how the producers got that to happen. Or this is what they told her to give her that reaction. Like, it's really, really interesting. They really break it down. But like, even the show itself is just very interesting and, like, trashy and fun. It's just these super wealthy people in their early 20s who live in Siesta Key and they just all get drunk and fight each other and cheat on each other. It's just, it's so good. It is so, so Can good. Can I ask a question, Abby? The, the, the commentary from those those two excellent people, mm. um, that's not broadcast on a network. That's broadcast on their YouTube channel. Yeah, just on their it? YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. How are they allowed to do that? They get permission. So they've done it for a few series. They did it for The Hills, mm-hmm. Laguna Beach, The City, um, and they just get permission from YouTube MTV to TV. do it. YouTube is not TV. I won't hear it. Uh, well, the problem is that YouTube has some pretty tightly integrated copyright stuff that networks love to jump up and down on no, and no. express their largesse. No, no. Copyright stop strikes from are people. a real issue on YouTube. It's yeah, but a unless, real I can, unless I can watch a show when I walk up to my JVC TV and push the J, you know, on on my JVC TV that I won from Australia's Funniest Home Video, that's a TV show. If it's on YouTube, it's not a thing. It's a comp- What about anything on Netflix? It's a computer game. the man game. who watches Nine Now, apparently. Yeah, I do, I love it. Nine Now, fantastic. <laughs> Weekend today. Mark, what have you been watching? <laughs> Weekend today on Nine Now. Thanks, Robbo. Uh, look, I've been very deep in the reality um, landscape to keep up, honestly, um, and I've been watching Merit at First Sight, uh, and I'm through to Wednesday's ep. I've seen it, uh, and there's a lot of drama. So, Abby, get on it. There is a lot of drama coming Can she now. skip the episodes that have gone to air and just jump in? 
No, I think no, that, no, no. The problem is that after the first two episodes, they send those four couples on honeymoons and they're intercutting those honeymoons mm. into the weddings of the others that have yeah. come what through. What I loved is, though... And it's only tonight's episode where we get to see the end of the honeymoons and everyone come together for a dinner party. What I love, oh, though, love is some people party? get to go to, like, Malaysia and these really nice places. <laughs> yeah. And some people get to go to bloody Fraser Island. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's That's honestly bizarre. the inequity around where they send one honeymoon is if, if that first couple though, the guy from Darwin and the other woman, if they break my heart, I will. Oh uh, no, no, if they better not break my yes, heart. Yes, if Ponytail and Carrie Bickmore break up, I'm going to punch oh. him. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so invested in those guys. Like he cannot hurt her heart. Lyndall is her name. I have been watching Australian Survivor, and again, I am I'm fast forwarded through to the end of the week on that, and it is by far the best season of Australian hold Survivor on, hold yet. On. It if is you can a fast cracking effort. Through it, how great a show is it? <laughs> no, no, I haven't fast forwarded. I've watched every minute of it. I've just said that I've got to the end of this oh, week's right. previews that I've been allowed to. Fair watch. enough. All right, Robbo, how dare you for one second? If you want it there now, hey, because I he's have not my Abby who job. watches things on one point five times speed. <gasps> Only sometimes, like, when I'm in a rush. Oh. Talk about something no that, in that. I, I feel like I've outed you here because no the TV industry when will When you've turn. got to fit in 30 hours of no, TV every day, you've got to do what you've got to do. If you want to be able to watch the show and say you've watched it. Do you do exactly. the same, Mark? Um, I, I have done, uh, but I don't do it at the moment. I pick and choose. If it's like a really dramatic, well-produced show, I'm not going to fast-forward through it. I mean, yeah, pennies, it. pounds. Yeah. But if it's... I'm just like, picking my jaw up off the floor. I'm shocked. Me too. I'm there are very shocked. few oh services God. that allow you to watch things at one and a half times mm. speed. Netflix is, I think, the one well, of two or only one in, in the world that allow to be punished. Um, <laughs> if you want to tune into the TV binge box this week, I will give you a sizzle. I'm going to be talking about uh, what was the Golden Globe winning, almost swept the, at least the comedy uh, series Abbott Elementary. I really want to watch this. It's going to pop up as one of my shows. I want to watch it. Yep. Uh, on the binge box this week, there'll be two or three others. There wasn't an episode, if you're looking for it, there wasn't an episode passed because I had uh, an interruption in my weekend with my actual job getting in the way. But the TV binge box will be back this weekend. I'm hoping also, I'm just waiting to hear from the uh, PR Jedis, that I can preview uh, Clarkson's Farm as well on Prime Video. Oh, I'm looking oh. forward to that coming back. I love that series. I know. That's exactly what's the feeling. Abby's like, oh. Mm, we love him. We do. It's a good bloody show, The first show, season though. was spectacular. The first season was great. You know what? And the second season's in the can before he put his foot no, in No, no. Let, let's be honest, guys. Instead of enjoying a piece of content that's actually very enjoyable, cancel because he said something about Meghan Markle. Ugh. Yeah, no drama. I'm kind of hard to enjoy content when I don't like the host. That's fair. They, they are doing that, Rob. I'm not sure what you're saying. No, no, I agree no they cancelled him. I agree with him. No, Abby's yeah, saying... After what Abby's, he said about Abby's, Abby's rolling I didn't say cancel and I'm just not going to watch it. I find it hard to watch something that is hosted by someone I don't like. So you, it, I feel that, Abby, because I'm torn, right? I love um, The Usual Suspects. Um, and Kevin Spacey's right right at the centre of that. And and it's, it's, the whole, it's the whole ongoing conversation around can you appreciate a, an artist, particularly an actor, where... We've since learned that maybe they were horrible people, even mm. at the time when their good stuff was happening. Can we appreciate their old stuff and can we enjoy it suits? or not? Are we talking about Megan Markle? <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate we their old stuff. I was thinking yeah. Moving on to the group space. binge, which this week was <laughs> The Last of Us on binge, funnily enough. Uh, Malk, you chose this one. What would you like to say to set it up? Uh, the Last of Us is one of those rarities, and in fact, probably a modern, uh, you know, 
setting the standard for modern television where back in the old days, computer games were pew-pew and who cares about it and everyone mm. poo-pooed them and said that they had no story. And in this case, The Last of Us was an award-winning computer game for built for PlayStation 3 or 4, I think it was. Uh, it's had two... Uh, installments of the game and Naughty Dog, the production company that made it, um, got together with the people who produced uh, Chernobyl, Chernobyl for HBO. Or Chernobyl, as and, I say. <laughs> all of the above. And have pumped out this incredible dramatic series based on the computer game. So they've used the computer game source material, used the story editors and, and writers to create this new series. It's nine episodes long. It was originally commissioned as ten. Um, so don't believe people that tell you there's 10. There's only nine. The first episode actually was episodes one and two smooshed together uh-huh. um, to keep the, the whole show rolling along. Um, and it's on HBO in the States. It's on Binge and Fox Showcase here. Stars Pedro Pascal um, as the central figure of Joel, um, who is, we learn in the first episode, a man who goes through great trauma at the start of what is a pandemic, a global pandemic, where a fungus has started, uh, mutated and attacking humans and turning them into monsters, ostensibly. And it all happens in this one night, uh, and then it jumps 20 years later after we see that that early-day stuff um, to him just surviving in this new pandemic wilderness. It also stars Australia's Anna Torv as mm. Tess. Um, we get Bella Ramsey as a young girl called Ellie. Oh, she's and so good. what what you've probably been hearing everybody talk about is episode three, which stars a single episode arc for them, but as a part of the grander narrative, a great story for Nick Offerman and Australia's Murray Bartlett as Bill and Frank, respectively, as, look, just survivors. You know, Bill was a prepper and meets Frank, and, and we'll talk about that but more in a second. But people can discover that as they come across. An incredible cast. Absolutely worth tuning in for. It's dropping week to week on Binge. I loved it. What did you guys all think of The Last of Us? I really, really liked it. I'm going to wait until the end of the season to watch it all. It's just the type of show that I like to binge really quickly altogether. It's very bingeable. Yeah. Um, But, no, I really liked it. I think Belly Ramsey is amazing. I think my own – it's not really a criticism. It's just my only thing is that I think the dynamic between – um, Ellie and Joel is a little predictable. I do, yeah, I really like it. I, as Malk said, there are some really amazing video games that are very story driven, and I hope that this kind of sets a mm. precedent for that to be more of a common occurrence. Yes. Like, Life is Strange and Until Dawn are two games that I've been dying to be made into TV shows for years now, and I think with the success of this, that might finally happen. Another fun tidbit I read today, actually, was that, so in the third episode, there's a song by Linda Ronstadt that's like a big part of the Mm -hmm. episode. It's very exciting. In the hour after the episode aired in the US, it's streaming on Spotify increased by 4,900%. So now we know that Linda Ronstadt. That's a stranger thing situation, right? Linda Ronstadt was just like running up that hill. Oh, my God. So now we know when Linda Ronstadt You were meant to watch up to episode three for today's group, Vin. This is outrageous. Episode three. Oh, my God. I've got to say i really like this show uh, i mm. actually yep. it's one of my new favorite shows in a long time and it's a drama where i'm actually putting the second screen down i do mm. tend to be yeah. on my second screen a lot <laughs> when big. i'm watching tv that mm. is big. And, and that's fair that i understand yeah and i am literally putting it down because i do not want to miss anything i think yeah. this is a masterpiece in storytelling i think the way it's shot the the performances mm. uh, i'm intrigued by the fact that it starts in 2003 and can't, and, mm. and 
and most of it is set in 2023, so present day, mm. but in this mm. alternate timeline where we've gone down mm. uh, the virus path. Yeah. And I'm intrigued that it wasn't set in the future. I'm intrigued. I thought the exact same yeah. thing. That was intentional on the writer's part. When the game was made, 2023 was the future. So, so and what, have they, they explained kept... why they made that decision, Mark? Uh, yeah, in no small part as a reflection of the global pandemic that we've all been through. They just wanted to really hit that that emotional beat of us understanding that, you know, a global pandemic in this context meant that just the world effectively as they knew it ended. Mm. Yeah, there's some of the dialogues a little on the note. It's like, oh, if only we had a government that could handle a pandemic. And it's like, all right, I see, I see what you're doing. Well, don't forget you. also that it's 20 years later. So they've been in this post-pandemic yes. state. Mm for 20 years as opposed to us which were you know in the middle of whatever it was when they were writing it i don't want to make any um i don't want to spoil anything but obviously uh we know that episode five uh dolly parton's in it uh with linda ronson <laughs> with a gun uh, with a candle kenny rogers in episode yeah. seven was amazing in the, uh, conservatory you work out what now, you want to know now the question is robo whether that joke makes sense after i've chopped a lot of that conversation out. probably not. that was a fun fact about linda ronstadt no that can stay nah, but no, uh, you're, 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 mate, I just <laughs> everything you, else is going to get the can. There were a few spoilers in there that, uh, anyway. So, Robert, did you watch the first three episodes? No, Robert gets an F because he hasn't watched it at all. No, but the reason was... <laughs> oh, his mic's gone funny, people. What, what a um, shocker. Oh, no, what's it on? Is it on the Foxtel? Yeah. Uh, it is on the oh, Foxtel, the Fox and if it's yeah. airing primarily on Beach, so you should be able to catch up absolutely on the Foxtel. Yeah, yeah, Robo, you um, will become addicted. You and I, I think, great. have some similar tastes, except for those two episodes of Thirty Rock. Oh but <laughs> any comedy, very you got like Big Bang news. Theory. I, yeah, don't, yeah, I just gosh. think comedy, you guys are on different different levels, different planets. Um, <laughs> Uh, th there's some very exciting news being announced today that episode uh, four yes. landed today. Episode five is going to be fast, fast-tracked yes. to this Friday. A lot so of people HBO will be able which to... are doing it because of a sporting game. Mm. Yes, because of something called The Superb Owl, um, which is airing <laughs> next Monday. Um, so they're sliding the episode early. Yes, Rob? A 30-second commercial for The Super Bowl, $7 million. US. And that's only half the budget of one episode of MAFS. Um, <laughs> and look out for the TV Black Box commercial. It's a crack. That's right. It'll be coming to you loud and large right through the middle of whoever's, but Rihanna's performance. Rihanna, it is. Um, look, it, it's been so, friends, be ready. You get an extra episode this week for The Last of Us. But those of us that watched it, thoroughly recommend that you tune into The Last of Us. It is uh, incredible storytelling and in brilliantly delivered by uh, the team behind Naughty Dog and the production company and HBO that have made it. Um, there is a second season coming. For those that have played the game, you will know all of the dramatic beats for both season one and season two. Please don't spoil it for the people that have not played the game. Oh, Abby. hang on. Um, You've got an anti-spoiler policy, Monk. I know, but it hasn't aired, Rob. So, like, I've, the game I can tell you right now how it ago. ends, but I'm not going to be that guy because I know that everyone else in the world hasn't had a chance to see it. I appreciate if it. Was it. 20 I, mate, years ago, you know I'd theory, tell you the whole thing. I don't feel that you can ever talk about spoilers for a TV show unless it's in a forum where people know that you're having that discussion. Sure. I think just and putting we all them agree out there wrong, is Rob. bad form. But anyway. Yes, Abby. Mulk, have you played the game? 
I've played the first probably hour of the game and I've watched another friend play a lot, lot more. Um, mm. it, this, this re, like watching the whole series now has got me so fired up about it. Mm. It's almost got me keen to go and buy a PS5. Um, it's about to land on PS5. They're about to port it to PC. So they're mm. really trying to stretch the game availability to so many more yeah, people. Yeah, I'm interested to play it now. I only yeah, ask because there was a lot of upset about Episode 3 because Episodes 1 and 2 apparently were very true to the game and yes. very close, and Episode 3 was a massive departure. Like, yes. those two characters were only very minor. We didn't really get much of their story oh, at all. Bill's more... Bill's in a, a lot more than minor, but Frank is very much a but minor. But their story together, which was their, the their entire focus get, yes. of Episode 3, there was a lot of upset God, um, people complain about, about anything. The, the challenge is that the people that were upset about that weren't upset about the fact that it was, you know, a, a new or backstory that they melded in and those sorts of things. They were upset upset about the nature of the relationship being yeah. brought forward. So, quite frankly, they can all go into the bin for that. Oh, um, really? I, I think oh, God. It's a TV the benefit, show. It's, on a, the benefit, it's not a computer game. It's a TV show. Get over it, nerds. The benefit of Naughty Dog's <laughs> involvement in making it means that it, it holds real authenticity and, mm. uh, and is tightly built into the story. So the choice to expand on Bill and Frank's story in that episode was mm. one that the production company and, and, and the makers of the game wanted to do. Mm. And, and it was really a great smart. episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great. I, just, I just want to say, if you do play the game, uh, coming off the show and you think, oh, this is a great game to watch, just know that understandably they have turned down the violence and the jump scares for the TV show mm. that in the computer game will just freak you the fuck wow. out. Yeah. Um, okay. It is a great game, but it is just full of really tense and scary moments more than the TV series. So just be aware of that. That's coming right, down the because at the moment I'm playing the Lego movie game. That's <laughs> well, that's <laughs> great. Yeah. There's not a lot of jump scares in that. Um, to and give I'm you not an even indication, <laughs> the game The game is rated R18+. Plus. Yeah. So I, it's, I do it's tend to play serious. the Lego version of some games. But anyway, next week we turn our attention to Paramount+. Plus. This is a show I have really been looking forward to, and it's the last King of the Cross. We're looking forward to that one. So it's coming out on Paramount+. Plus. Make sure you watch it by next week. That is your homework. Okay, Mulk, have you got anything you need to plug? TV Binge Box is back this week. Of course, make sure you can, whether you subscribe to it or whatever, it's also available in video form on Spotify and on tvblackbox.com.au. Tune in, friends. It's great. It's not this. Abby, what's happening with you? Uh, nothing really. Just follow me on Instagram at Abby Tintin, A-B-B-E-Y-T-I-N-T-I-N. Thank you. Uh, Robbo, what's happening with you? The Weekend Today Show, a wonderful program, uh, 7 till 10. <laughs> I thought that was last week. Yeah, and I'm trying to get another gig here, for God's sake. Oh, so hang on. Seven you're trying to say that you're on this weekend trying to force Matt Russell into putting you on again. <laughs> yeah. Lovely Good. show. Okay. Robert, we're going to get a weekend today this week. I will be doing the Entertainment Quarter on 4BC every Monday, Wednesday and Friday on Afternoons with Sophie Formica at 2.45. In Western Australia, that's Queensland. In Western Australia, I'm on Tuesdays at 4.30 on Perth Live. And in New South Wales, I do Friday nights with John Stanley at 9pm. And that's also in Queensland at 8pm on 4BC. All right, I'm Rob McKnight. It's almost like you're Rob underscore McKnight on Twitter. We'll see you next week. Don't forget, for all the television insights and exclusives, go to tvblackbox.com.au. It's where people in the industry get their news. We'll see you next week.